Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Diaz Trade Law, your customs expert. Today on South Florida Business Radio, we have Glenn Hughes with Tiaka. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Well, I am so excited to learn about your organization. Tell us a little bit about Tiaka. How are you serving folks? Well, what we're doing in Tiaka, let me just explain what the acronym stands for. It's the International Air Cargo Association, and we are a global association based in South Florida, in fact, based at Miami International Airport, and we represent the entire logistics supply chain that deals with air cargo. Most people, when they see an airplane fly, they think of the people sitting on that plane flying to their holidays to see family. But what they don't possibly realize is that what's also flying on that plane could be millions of dollars worth of pharmaceuticals, vaccines, cell phones, computers, almost anything that we use in our daily lives is going to be flying on an airplane at some point. So when a a regular person is flying, you know, to a city for vacation in the cargo hold, there might be uh, commercial products also on board as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, from a from a global value perspective, global trade is roughly about $18 trillion, about a third of that. In fact, slightly more than a third, about over six and a half, nearly seven trillion dollars worth flies on airplanes. Some of that flies on dedicated cargo airplanes that you see the likes of FedEx and UPS operating, but also the American Airlines, Delta, um, United, they've all got very large cargo divisions, which are carrying billions of dollars worth of cargo in their what we call them their bellies so it's literally underneath the passenger seat an incredibly valuable part of the global economy the u.s economy and also the floridian economy this to me is another example of how logistics and supply chain are like invisible to kind of regular people and they're so vital to the communities they serve can you talk about kind of um, how this association came about? Like, what was the, was this, has this been around since the beginning of air travel and air, the use of airplanes? Well, I've been around in aviation for quite a long time. People often say, did I know the Wright brothers when they were in Kitty Hawk? I haven't been around that long, but it's, it's, it's nearly 40 years that I've been involved in, uh, in aviation. And uh, Tiaka has been around even longer than that. It, uh, it really sprung up because very much associated what you said a moment ago, Lee, about the fact that everyday folks aren't always aware of of what logistics does because it operates, you know, behind the scenes. People see it when the guy knocks on the door and gives them their parcel that they've ordered on Amazon, but they don't necessarily associate everything that happened prior to that parcel coming to their door. And so when it comes to lobbying governments, uh, working with airports, working with regulators, working with manufacturers about the need for industry efficiency, um, for solutions and standards that can actually work to pick up a piece of cargo the other side of the world and basically fly it in the safe same condition of which it originally entered the supply chain requires a global voice. And this is really what Tiaka does, is it brings together members. Our members are airports, airlines, ground handlers, trucking companies, all sorts of people associated with logistics. And then we can represent them collectively and try and ensure that the industry is is safe, effective, and efficient. 
Can you talk a little bit about, because this to me is fascinating in terms of there's so many moving parts, literally, and there's so many um, different ways to move, you know, cargo from one place to place. So, you know, you have ships, you have trains, you have, um, you know, trucks, and now you have air. How, how do you all play together? How does, how do you kind of keep track of a, of a, a box from, point a to, to the end point of the consumer like it seems so complex there's so many you know variables that you have to deal with exactly a great question because of course again we associate ourselves as passengers if we want to move to go on vacation we effectively get ourselves from our house to the airport whether or not we use public transport taxi our own vehicle or whatever we then walk through the airport, we walk onto the plane, we get off the plane, we then somehow get ourselves to the end destination hotel or, or people we're visiting. But if you're a piece of cargo that can't walk or talk, you're going to need to rely on something to make sure that those boxes, crates, cartons, whatever, get to where they need to go. So we have to use advanced technology. Sometimes some of the cargo, which is extremely precious, if you think, for example, COVID vaccine, COVID vaccine has basically been flying on aeroplanes to about 190 countries. Much of that vaccine has to be maintained in precise temperature conditions, flying sometimes to very hot environments, some environments which don't necessarily have a strong infrastructure. So we can use data sensors that travel with the cargo that can transmit information, that can record the temperature that the cargo was moving in for secure goods. If you're moving gold bars, diamonds, other things of value. You want to make sure that there's no tampering. So we use a lot of digital uh, connectivity to exchange information so that people on the supply chain knows what's coming. We can then communicate with customs and other regulators to ensure that the cargo is cleared and is approved to go into a particular country or uh, uh, acceptable to export. And then, of course, as I say, we monitor the condition throughout, throughout the journey. So it's a combination of using high tech and great procedures and a lot of very dedicated men and women who work pretty pretty solidly um, during some very tough conditions to make sure the precious cargo moves when it needs to be moved to where it needs to be moved to. Now, with the kind of the acceleration of technology and things like blockchain, and uh, how does that uh, play into all of this? Because in some ways, some industries are slow to move and, and lean into technologies and others are faster. Where do you see kind of um, logistics and supply chain when it comes to leaning on, you know, newer technologies to solve some of these complex problems? Yeah, I would actually say that that historically, we were probably a little bit slower than what one would have considered um, the norm or the accepted standard. But it has to be said that during COVID, um, when most of the world was kind of shuttering in place at home, etc., the logistics industry was working 24-7, moving PPE around and then moving vaccine and moving other medical things around. And de- uh, digitalized um, solutions really accelerated in terms of adoption because the information, even simple things, in the early days of COVID, people didn't want to hand over pieces of paper because they weren't sure, you know, was that piece of paper safe? So, Transferring digital information was a way of cutting down on that human to human interaction. Then it was a way of accelerating information flow so that airports were aware of what was coming towards them so they could prepare in advance rather than wait to see and then react. So it was a way of making the system more efficient. 
customs and other regulatory agencies say, well, you know what, we would like to get information electronically so we can make sure it's safe to fly. So there's a lot of countries now, and the US was one of the first to, in this area, where you submit electronic information before the shipments are moved so that the regulators can actually assess and say, yep, I'm happy for that to enter my country. So I would say that, um, you know, the latest adoption of technology has really accelerated in the last couple of years throughout the logistics and air cargo space. And uh, we expect that to continue. Now, um, how do you feel that uh, South Florida is doing when it comes to its role in uh, the United States logistics? Uh, is it something that the airport is is kind of rocking and rolling, or is it something that, hey, you know what, in a perfect world, you wish there was more of this or that? Well, uh, and I first of all have to say, despite my accent, I actually grew up in South Florida, so I, I, I'm a kindred spirit. Of yeah, it South sounded Florida. like a Kendall accent. <laughs> well, I grew up in, in West Palm and then in the latter years uh, lived just uh, north of Fort Lauderdale. Now I'm, I'm based in Europe, but our association is based in Miami. And I say this with, with no doubt whatsoever that anybody's going to contradict me, that Miami International Airport is well, without doubt one of the world's leading airports when it comes to air cargo. In fact, it's the second. In fact, I think it's the largest airport in the U.S. for international cargo movements. If you look at domestic, you've obviously got FedEx at um, uh, and UPS at Louisville and Memphis who move more domestic cargo. But MIA is the largest international cargo um, airport in the U.S. It is the gateway to Latin America. You couldn't you, you just couldn't imagine how many flowers and fresh fruits and vegetables actually come through the airport. The conditions at which they store them and move them is exceptional. And, and just from a, a number perspective, and this one is actually, I looked this up earlier and it's quite staggering. When you think of the size of MIA airport versus the rest of the state, 40% of Florida's trade with the world goes through MIA International Airport by value. So if you think Miami port, you've got a wonderful port there. You've got wonderful ports in Jacksonville. Um, you've got wonderful other airports, Orlando, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, et cetera. But the importance of MIA internationally for air cargo is tremendous. And as I say, 40% by dollar value in terms of Florida's trade with the rest of the world is pretty, pretty exceptional. Well, let's talk a little bit about Tiaka, like a day in the life of uh, your association. How do its members kind of participate? Who is the ideal member? And, um, you know, what is some of the benefits of being part of the organization? Um, a great question. First of all, who is a member? Anybody that is associated with logistics. So, you know, it's it can be somebody that just owns one van and they, they do a delivery round, or it could be an, an airline that has 400 aircraft. It could be airports. It could be, um, as I say, trucking companies, ground handlers, technology providers. Anybody that's involved in this great industry is welcome to join the Tiaka family. What we then do, and, and our role has to be pretty fluid during COVID, for example, when people were trying to move things around the world, we were instrumental in making sure that closed airspace in certain countries were, were open so that the, the cargo coming in could land safely and help to distribute and save lives of uh, the citizens of those countries. And also bringing in, as I say, important things like food. When it comes to humanitarian situations, we work very closely with a lot of agencies like UNICEF and others to make sure that, that we can help where there are um, disaster recovery situations and that the access they need to capacity, we can, we can match with people who own that capacity. 
And and those are kind of urgent type of reactions. But then on a more day to day basis, we we work with the entire industry at looking ahead at how we can tackle, <clears throat> excuse me, some collective challenges. Like right now, the sustainability question is one that's that's huge. And and for us, sustainability is not really just the environment. It's about looking after the planet, looking after the people and helping global prosperity. And and it comes to things like recruitment. You know, this industry is 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 a growing industry and it needs to attract and retain and develop a lot of young talent as well as return to workers. And we need to make sure that the workforce out there is is aware that this great industry is there and the benefits that it can bring to global society and to local society. So we have a lot of roles or a lot of activities about industry promotion, working with universities. We're, we're putting on a big trade show later on this year, actually in Miami. So we do a lot of outreach um, and, and do a lot of white papers and whatever we can do to help the, the industry grow because this industry is supporting effectively the global community. Yeah. I think when you, especially when you talk about next generation workforce, it's it's just not on the radar of young people. I think you know when uh, when kids are playing, they're not like I'm going to be the supply chain person. You know, like I'm going to be in logistics. You know, that that's not a role or a, a career that that it's top of mind. And I think it's so crucial. It, I think there has to be a lot of coordination between public and private, and this and especially the universities to develop curriculum that is going to help solve that workforce challenge that, you know, as more and more things and people move, logistics plays a bigger and bigger role. Absolutely. I mean, that is incredibly well said, Lee. And if you don't mind, I'm probably going to quote you going forward because that was really eloquently put. Um, I mean, a lot of people just think when they say logistics, they think, ah, delivery driver. Well, that's, that's one part. That's an important part. But this industry also has huge investments about autonomous vehicles if, if people like playing with drones in their private life, come and work in this industry and develop drones that can fly in the Canadian frozen um, outback or into the Brazilian Amazon rainforest or throughout you know, Florida doing drop-offs, doing humanitarian drops in, in Africa. We've got advanced robotics. There's people designing the next generation of technology, even things like social media um, and, and modern communication platforms solution designing i mean this industry is is so diverse fleet planning equipment purchasing i mean these modern aircraft are worth hundreds of millions of dollars so people are actually applying incredibly um i would say well considered strategic plans for how to make the aviation economics work um and just the idea of moving something let's take wildlife for example conservation programs if if people really want to focus on how they can support conservation Conversation, not conversation, but conservation programs for wildlife. Air cargo is at the front of this. It helps in breeding programs. But to move delicate wildlife again from one side of the planet to the other requires incredible precision planning and animal welfare. So these are all really intensely important um, and valuable roles that this industry can offer people. Yeah, I think that. there just has to be more awareness for young people to see kind of that side of it because it is leveraging bleeding edge technology to really make a huge impact in whatever area that they'd like to make that impact in. Like you mentioned, wildlife conservation, um, you know, play with 
drones and robots. I mean, it's not your grandfather's supply chain or logistics where there's, you know, people in uh, warehouses lifting boxes and stuff like more and more of that is becoming automated and robots are doing that kind of work. And you need this brain power to really kind of take this another step forward. Absolutely. And, and you, again, you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it, it, it's not about just the boxes. It's not about moving one box from A to B. This industry is actually focusing on the value that's inside that box. And if you gain, if you want to picture people giving over engagement rings, wedding rings, flowers on, on Mother's Day, flowers on Valentine's Day, all these are activities which we take for granted. But if it wasn't for air cargo, they wouldn't be possible. And, and these are the powerful images that we need to instill in that next generation because they can truly make an impact on their local community, as I say, and, and the global community. And in fact, we, we're going to be holding this event uh, in Miami in November, and we've dedicated the third day of our event to what we call Careers Day. And we, we hope that um, any university or high school or even just individuals that are vaguely interested in this area to kind of come along um, to the Miami Beach Convention Center. It's, it's a free event. We're going to have about, you know, 5,000 people attending with 200 different exhibitors and conference program and world class speakers. And it's, it's free for people to come along and, and introduce themselves and just kind of hopefully go away with an aircraft model or two and, and hopefully a vision and a dream of how they can, you know, impact, uh, this industry in a positive way. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. If somebody wants to learn more about that um, Air Cargo Forum that's coming up in November or any of the other uh, events that you have going on throughout the year or become a member, uh, what is the website? What is the best way to get a hold of you or somebody on your team? Right. That's a great question. The best way is to go onto our website. It's tiaka.org. So T-I-A-C-A dot O-R-G. The event, as I say, in Miami Beach Convention Center is November 8 to 10. Um, the 10th, it's, uh, the Thursday is the day we're opening up for careers day. And we're also going to have some giveaways for students and, and raffle off some iPads and other e- equipment, et cetera. So as we, we know how to hopefully keep their, their attention going. Anything related to technology there at the front of all that. So we hope we can um, help them as well with some latest tech. And that's T-I-A-C-A dot org. Glenn, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thank you very much, Lee. I really appreciate giving us the opportunity to speak to your great audience. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio.